Cream. Oh, Killing Machine. Cream Supreme. And a Onion. Yeah. That, that onion. threw me off a bit. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing like, it's sour, it's cream, and I'm Onion. <laughs> I was waiting I, for like, Onion. That threw onion. me off a bit. Whenever you don't know what to do, just do, just do a big growly Onion. I then you'll throw onion. everybody else off. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, your growly onion. Yeah. Neither of us can do the, can do it uh justice to anything like that. Mm. Anyway, let's get started with a mm. few corrections and updates. So, we're going to have uh, corrections and updates from both episode 8 and episode 9 because I had not finished editing episode 8 when we recorded episode 9. But now that's all done. So, let's start Yay! I was talking, I was talking a, a little bit about top 40 British pop. I referenced that during my America review, mostly because of the, the big movie drums that they had, but it was probably more of a top 40 American pop album. Also, yeah. not, not necessarily hating on pop music um, that's like overseas or anything, as should be evident from all the foreign music I'm doing. Here's the, oh, the thing. The Swedes, here's the thing. The Swedes make make the best music. The oh, Swedes have the best metal. They have the best pop music. They have the best pop producers. Right, Maybe one Swede person I might know. How Swedish are we supposed to compete? It's just yeah. impossible. Yeah, there's some IKEA magic they have. <laughs> they put together songs like IKEA furniture, man. It's insane. They have, their IKEAs right. give them a such a keen sense of melody. If you can figure out how to pronounce. One of those IKEA furniture names, you will have a hit song on your hands. Yep. Kikomada? Sure. You can be the next Max Martin or uh, yeah. Shellback. <laughs> I have no idea who those guys are. Anyway. <laughs> they produced literally every pop song, literally ever. So. Wait, what? Look up. <laughs> literally the producer, ever. Pretty much. Look up the producer credits for uh, Taylor Swift albums or um, who else? Britney Spears. Oh my gosh! And One Direction. What the and, heck? Um, He's done so else? much stuff. Max it's all the same guy. What the heck? This guy a crack? How the heck? He's just really. A... He's just really good at what he does. He makes catchy stuff. Shellback I'm a very has prolific like man. producer credits on the new Muse album. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you. You make a pop song without you, I wring your neck. You better not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally. I mean, from the back. from what little I've uh, read about him, he seems to be legitimately a music lover, and he does what he does because he loves it. Otherwise, he yeah. wouldn't be able to pump out so Dude. much stuff. 
Yeah. It's, it's just because he really music. loves those catchy tunes. All mm-hmm. the all the power to him. Yeah. Dude, Is it a, wasn't Avicii also just... Swedish? That's a good I question. I don't know. I think he was. Or was he German? Why, why do we have to bring up things that I'm going to have to correct next episode during the corrections <laughs> and updates? Hold because on. we need our correction segment. Okay. What are the other <laughs> things that you want to correct? Uh, hold on. I need to look up Avicii is Swedish now. He is. <laughs> He is Swedish. Yay, you don't he, need to correct he that. He is Swedish. I don't need there to correct it. Yay. Yay. Boom. Uh. <laughs> all right, episode nine. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Episode nine. We got to. Yeah, now I got to go in the corrections for episode nine. Oh, my goodness. No, episode no, nine. That's what Sorry, Jackson guys. has to do. It was like a you. full hour and a half. We're going to be revamping how we do segments so that the podcast isn't too long uh, going from here on out. Not this episode. This episode, we haven't changed anything yet, but we'll be changing a little bit next episode so be prepared for that it's just a, there was also a lot to cut down and edit but I, there were some funny moments mm. there there were a couple fun <laughs> moments like editing the editing your guys dubstep imitations into actual dubstep that was fun <laughs> yeah that was fun do that um um wh- wh- who did i just say crap what was the editor's name oh yeah jacob they know i'm yeah. the editor already <laughs> No, we Jacob. don't have to come up with a fake name. No, it's Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> I just fed Jacob earlier. <laughs> don't tell me it's not real. <laughs> Jacob okay. is not real. <laughs> Jacob is my imaginary friend yeah. who gets on the computer and does all the editing for me. Um, I so wish. Jacob, um, with that like a dubstep thing I did earlier, can you make that a real dubstep? <laughs> that already happened right. last episode. That'll, that'll give you... An extra bagel next time when I feed you. Okay. <laughs> extra bagel. <laughs> Instead of just half of an eaten bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I noticed that <laughs> last episode when we were discussing, oh, what was the movie? Whisper of the Heart. Oh, what a cute movie. Go back and listen yeah. to the last episode if you haven't heard it yet. But all I heard, we, I, you kept, guys say cute I kept switching like my pronunciations of uh, Ghibli. <laughs> Ghibli, and, Ghibli, Ghibli, and Ghibli. The the way to pronounce it for the actual studio, Studio Ghibli, is Ghibli with a like a J sort of sound. But the the funny thing behind the history like of the name is that it comes from an Arabic word, Ghibli, which means <laughs> hot air blowing in from the Sahara Desert or desert wind, uh, is which is more commonly known by the word Scirocco. I'm gonna have to figure out the pronunciation for like all these words. My goodness, so every time I fart, I'm passing a Ghibli? <laughs> Desert wind, yes. That's the, that's the literal, literal translation, I believe. Yeah. But On Arabic people uh, look considering up like, oh. Miyazaki's father worked in the plane industry, it's, he probably learned it from, there's an Italian plane in World War II called the Caproni CA-309 Ghibli, which oh. uh, it, it had Ghibli printed on the side of the plane and they had I believe they had a, another version of that plane in the movie Porco Rosso which there's so many planes in that movie Miyazaki is just like look at all my plane knowledge they have, really a, like they have a version of that with Ghibli uh, printed on the side but I don't know all if Miyazaki either just made a mistake or if it's a purposeful switch but the, the way to pronounce it for the studio is Ghibli with a J sound. Mm. Now, we now know. you know. Now you know the history. The more you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> the more you know. I'm t- I'm turning into the THX. I'm turning into the THX sound. <laughs> I'll wait for that. No. Uh, Onion mentioned in episode 9 I'm pretty sure this was a joke but he said the new Star Wars trilogy is what made Cream hate movies it's it's not I I was indifferent towards movies long before the new Star Wars trilogy and I've only even seen the 7th movie which I thought was okay episode 7 yeah that was a joke that was a joke I I figured Uh, I did want to explain why I've I've been so indifferent to movies compared to a lot of people. Uh, it's mostly because I, I like to be a super productive person. And with movies, I feel like I'm wasting time. Whereas even if I'm wasting time playing games, I feel like I'm getting something done. Also because I don't, have, I don't bother to have any like streaming services logged in on my computer. So if I want to watch a movie, I have to like go out of my way to one of the other things in the house where we have something logged in and that's just out of the way so i'm like if i want to have free time i'm just gonna plug in uh plug and play a game or something also movies give me headaches i think we've brought that up before but i don't know <laughs> why particular movies because of and yeah she brought that up mm-hmm. this movie i don't know I'm why really movies and not about. video games what, what what are you really worried about this the movie that we're going to talk about today. I have a feeling there was a uh, barf yeah. bag somewhere in this uh, in the viewing of this particular <laughs> film, but I don't know. Maybe I'm making assumptions. We'll get you to know that. what we'll get to, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Anyway, that's that's it for corrections and updates. We'll we'll head straight into our next segment. What? Uh... And now it's time for. Film Time with Cream, the segment where we force Cream to watch a movie. Awesome. So, thank you for tuning Cream. into our podcast. We're now going to really calmly talk about who framed Roger Rabbit. This movie was butt. All right. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I guess we're all just going to go around and give a really blunt response to what we thought of the movie. I thought it, w- I thought it was fun and really technically impressive. You do not see many movies like this. I, <laughs> as a student of animation, as a student of animation, I feel like I appreciate this movie so much more than I did when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. And I was actually really surprised of how edgy it was <laughs> yeah i was really surprised yeah. by how edgy it was as well for for uh just keep just so you're aware touchstone pictures that is actually disney hmm. mm-hmm. that's disney so uh that's why nightmare before christmas is a disney property so even though it says touchstone pictures that that mm-hmm. was their adult label that um disney had for a while and yeah when i watched roger rabbit for the for I think this is the second time I've seen it. I I've just appreciated the technology behind it, the the animation. Mm, the story's pretty good. Um, for me, it was just mostly a feast for the eyes. 
sort sort All of right. like how uh huh. Oh, there's so much to say. It'll keep going so I can say my things after. Why don't you just go and give your twenty lashings <sighs> to the film now, okay. so then we can comfort it with some uh warm no, milk actually, and I have cookies. A, I have a bunch of let good all the hot air out of the balloon. Blow around like you're Roger Rabbit at the beginning of the you're film. You're gonna drop the film in the dip. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm definitely that. All right. So the beginning of this movie, I was actually really enjoying it. I didn't think it was very angsty at all. It was like it was definitely more adult, and I saw like there was actually like a themed audience for it. The latter half made me really question. I was like, who the heck is this movie for? Who is this supposed to theme it? Like, not to spoil, but it, it like of course because it's part cartoon and it's supposed to like give homage to um cartoons and also the time period of what it was in it tried to do both in the same movie um i just the, the second half of the movie was lacking for me i just i would i wasn't like really with that part of the movie it was too like not it's not really a hunt it was pretty zany actually it was definitely like giving homage to cartoons and all the tropes and everything i thought it was it was kind of funny and clever but like it just like wasn't like making me like actually laugh out loud like the first part was where I get a good laugh out of me. Some of like um just the um, melodrama and like underhanded jokes. It was definitely like the beginning part was definitely more for me in that movie. Um, I liked the setting too and like the startup of the movie and it did have a couple really good twists during it. But the ending, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. It's a, a really impressive, too. A technically really impressive movie for the fact that it was made in 1988. And it had that beautiful blend of animation and, like, live action with the animated characters acting, like, interacting with the live action people. Especially, um, if you guys remember during the certain bar scene where we first meet Jessica Rabbit. Sorry, guys. I know. You're spoiled now. It's somewhere in the bar we meet Jessica Rabbit. Um, so... Um, that first, like, that bar scene when you first meet a Jessica Rabbit, where she, like, interacts with the people, um, it's really, it's actually, like, it's very smooth for the most part. I saw a little bit of a weird thing where she pushed pushed that one dude down that was kind of, like, had his head up on stage, one of those old tropes where someone dancing, and dude guy's head, kind of, like, he's standing up, and he's, like, right next to the stage, push it down. It was a little funky there, but, like, when she interacted with everyone else, all the other, like, live action people there, it was, like, really impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like how they like it must have like especially for technology. Then like it take a while to edit out a person if they had them like interacting with people like that. So it's like, oof, and to do it like very cleanly, pristinely, and like match up everything like that. It was really impressive. Um, I'm just going like I have a couple more things to say, but I'd rather you guys speak now because so this would be a little more interactive. So throwing back the cream <laughs> right next to me. Um. I I definitely thought the film was really technically impressive. Even yeah. today, with all the technology advances, you rarely see anything like this, especially on this level of quality. I know, like, uh, when Jessica Rabbit comes on the stage, I'm like, how the heck did they do that sparkling effect on the dress? That was really cool. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. Actually, is a really cool part. Honestly. Yeah. Also, um... <laughs> No, 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 no. I'll wait. I'll wait. It was going to come up eventually. <laughs> I thought it was. Right. I thought it was overall fun. I liked that the it was it was not an immediate transition with 
Oh, I can't remember the the characters' names. I'm terrible with names. The detective Which guy, character? the main detective Valiant. Uh, Valiant. Detective Valiant. Valiant. Yeah. 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 So when Theodore, I, can't I like with Valiant, it wasn't an immediate switch to oh, I love tunes again. It it took a whole movie. He was transitioning that entire time. I thought it was really fun. I don't know that the story grabbed me a ton. Maybe because I'm, I thought the characters were good, but I'm super character focused. So if the characters don't grab me immediately, I don't grab the story as fast. I think that may have happened here, mm-hmm. but I, I enjoyed the film. I'm no, I'm no eloquent film critic who has a way with words, but I enjoyed it. Me neither. I thought it was a fun time. <laughs> I don't think, I'm going to be honest, I don't think all, even all of, any of us are. <laughs> Actually, maybe Anne. I don't know. She got the word. But who? Yeah. That, they don't exist. What? What? Huh? Who's this person you're talking about? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> who am I? Look in a mirror and start disappearing. No. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. Uh onion. That sounds like something <laughs> that would happen in Roger Rabbit. Honestly. <laughs> okay. My turn. So um but again, as these two gentlemen have said, the how impressive the technology and how they rotoscoped all of these cartoon characters into the real world and stuff like that, it still looks great today. It sort of reminds me of like how Jurassic Park I think is still the yeah. best looking CG anime CG film. With the has the best CG effects even today. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. And com- like Avengers Inception, no. Jurassic Park. Nothing n- no other rotoscoped cartoon character has looked better than Roger Rabbit. Take a look at the Scooby Doo movie. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks. The oh, Smurfs. Boy. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. And those are even 3D with the power those of computers. Those are 3D. Yeah. This was hand and drawn. Modern with better this technology. is hand drawn animation, which I know on this podcast it seems like we only like hand drawn animation, but <laughs> there's something about it that just makes it a lot more expressive, a lot more, it gives the animators a lot more freedom. And <sighs> as a student of animation, it just, oh, it, it's just a feast for the eyes. And mm. the story, I sort of thought it was pretty formulaic for a uh, noir, film noir style film where it's like a mystery and all. I think mm-hmm. they were trying to like uh, parody it in some ways, knowing how uh, Christopher Lloyd is the, the bad guy, uh, Judge Doom, that's his name. His name is <laughs> Judge Doom, Judge and he Doom. looks like a bad guy. And he behaves uh, like a bad guy. And then when you find out he is the bad guy, you go, well, duh. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to um, say something about that. I was waiting although for I, pop up. Yeah. And the root of uh, Detective Valiant's uh, prejudice for Toons is because his brother was killed by another Toon who happened Dude, to be spoiler. someone. And uh, it was because a piano landed on his head. Dude, come on, dude. That's, spoiled, like- that's the ver- most, that is like tragically hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I know, it was the first. I thought, yeah. That, that really did get me. That was funny. And um, 
I guess though, I only have two, I only have three complaints with the, the technology or the animation. So there was one mm-hmm. effect in the film that did not look convincing at all and went, oh, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me out it of the movie actually, for a but... bit. Um, yeah, there was, it was just one, just one effect oh, took you? me out of the film. Okay. And, um, since, uh, Sour has decided to spoil one part of the film, I guess I'll do this one too. It's not that far into the film. Hey. So, um, okay. it's we not that far into the film, the so it's just podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> spoiler alert. So what happened Whoa. is that John Hoskins, Detective Valiant, he's being lifted up by the gorilla, uh, uh, bouncer. Oh. at uh, Jessica Rabbit's bar and he's being and you can uh, obviously yeah. tell he's being suspended by wires like the Matrix or some stuff and mm-hmm. yeah that looked really fake and I had a chuckle at that yeah I um, that one dude that, that brings me to the bar fighting scene where it was pretty much the same thing especially the anime characters like when they hit the tables too it was the reverse of that situation with, with uh, the Valiant yeah but- <laughs> where the anime characters were not interacting with the world so wrong it was yeah. like okay yeah <laughs> My other thing, like, my, my other complaint is that uh, in the beginning of the movie, it plays like a Tom and Jerry-esque, hilarious slapstick cartoon comedy. And mm-hmm. it was supposed to play, pay tribute to Golden Age uh, animation from America during like World War II and stuff like that. And I love that, those old animations. I grew up watching that stuff because Boomerang was the only channel I was allowed to watch as a kid. Because my parents grew up watching those cartoons. And every time I watch that intro, I go, it looks a little too smooth to be a uh, old school cartoon. At least in my opinion, the lines aren't that thick. There's Um, no graininess. The animation wasn't as uh, choppy because it looked like a full, it it almost looked like a video game. It looked like a full 60 frames per second, which I know it wasn't, but it just, because most films are 24 frames per second, but it just Mm -hmm. looked it just looked weird to me. Like, the animation was great. The animation was incredible. It's just the way it looked. It looked too good. The animation mm. looked too good. And then my third oh, yeah. complaint is Jessica Rabbit's anatomy. I don't know. Yeah. As someone who, uh, knowing that she's supposed to be like, oh, what a beautiful lady and stuff. Um, as someone who's yeah. been studying uh, anatomy and stuff like that in my art classes... <laughs> Every time I look at Jessica Rabbit, I just go, how does that ribcage support, support her body Dumb. like that? <laughs> yeah, that... Those are two watermelons. That, that <laughs> waist size kills me, but I think it's hat. purposeful. Because obviously these are guys who would know that sort of stuff. I think it's a stylistic choice to hmm. either... Like, Betty Boop looks a bit more an- anatomically correct compared yeah. to Jessica Rabbit, where they were specifically trying to it's emphasize the parts of her body which would be the most attractive. Which, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Jessica Rabbit is a very well-drawn woman, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, her, her anatomy just seemed a little weird to me. Sa- the you? same reason why, uh, Evangelion, Evangelion's, uh, anatomy just weirded me out all the time. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. well, Evangelion also was a Evangelion, oh well. my god, everyone, everyone looks like storks. With their giant legs. Dork. No. We'll get to Evangelion another day, but um, yeah. Don't worry, it's coming Stork soon. Stork Robots is my movies. favorite anime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Revenge of the Storks. 
<laughs> Warner Brothers can... coming to us. But um, <laughs> the other thing, I, the other thing I loved, um, I. I love because I grew up with these old cartoons because, again, like I said, Boomerang was the only channel I was allowed to watch as a kid. Um, oh, yeah. I just love seeing all my favorite cartoon characters in like a Super Smash Brothers combined forces, let's help the good guy type thing where Warner Brothers and Disney and Paramount decided to drop their weapons and decide to hug it out for a bit. Have a bit of uh, have a game of soccer in No Man's Land. And seeing Bugs Bunny nice. and Mickey Mouse together just made the animation side of me just geek out a bit and seeing oh, yeah. Donald Duck and Daffy Duck play piano so play piano duet that that, was that made me feel awesome inside mm-hmm. I love that I love that I, and when this movie is edgy very natural. <laughs> I, I did like the attention to detail when yeah. uh Donald and Daffy Duck were doing the whole piano routine where they're smashing mm-hmm. each other with the piano yeah. like uh, uh, Detective Valiant. He was like more. so disturbed because that was how his brother was killed. Yeah. So he's just horrified <laughs> the entire time they're doing that performance. Yeah, I remember. That I thought that was face. a neat detail. Although yeah, what yeah. what did lose me a bit was when he went into Toontown and everyone's like, "Hey, Eddie, welcome back!" And they all they all know him, but mm-hmm. when he's he's like hanging from the the little like flagpole. On the building, Tweety, because Tweety, yeah, well, that's Tweety what just, just might as well have straight up murdered him the yeah. same way. But he's in Toontown. Like, Literally, no same one can die with, in Toontown. Same thing with the uh, Bugs and Mickey. Okay, <laughs> it's just like all right, he's gonna fall. Well, that's what just about. That's just what Tweety Bird does. That's one of his most famous. That's just one of his most famous. His most famous bits. Yeah. Don't, don't they this know that the, the humans can die though? Uh, I, I, I guess. Do they just not care? Because yeah. his brother just died in Toontown. Well, <laughs> we had some piano. secret vendetta, was paid off yeah. to kill Eddie. And but I don't know that. I feel like that took me out of the movie a little bit, but it was really cool to see all these different cartoon characters that you would never see together in an mm-hmm. oh, animated yeah. film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And dude, Another um, interesting... Actually, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, funny. I keep interrupting. No, just, uh, dude, no, you're good. I've been, we're all interrupting each other, dude. This we got a lot to the say. Most chaotic, yeah. Got a lot of chaotic energy hitting this podcast today, folks. You're it's ready. episode 10, double digits. Yo! <laughs> the big <My> one. <laughs> The big one zero. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's a Madagascar. Extra zero so for clickbait. Maybe next time we'll watch Madagascar. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> Madagascar. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get Let's to finish it. up our thoughts on uh, Roger Rabbit first. Okay. Yeah. So, um, like I was going to say, <laughs> or I get distracted with my air horn. Um. <laughs> so, the, the like I lied about the latter half. There was one extremely funny scene that had to do with uh, Judge Doom. All right, we're spoiling the movie. Who cares? Um, <laughs> Spoilers. And, beep, and uh, beep, yeah, he's beep. the bad guy. Of course, he's the bad guy. You, if you watch a movie, you see him you're like, oh, he's a bad guy. And um, also, the one twist at the end where he's like actually a toon who killed um his brother. What? So dumb. I, just, I didn't like that at all. I wish there was actually was an actual like like tune that might have done that and came up and they're like hey like i did that i'm sorry or something like something else that happened 
just a little for a little bit more of a dramatic effect or even an extra twist or whatever something something to keep it going because i didn't like the fact that judge the judge doom was also the dude who killed his brother and it's like oh and he comes out the <laughs> the gate after at the end says that it's so dumb mm. to me but he did have the funniest like gag where it was uh well, he, he said that I want to get rid of Toontown so I could put a, a freeway to it. Yeah. Gas <laughs> stations. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. Fast God, food restaurants. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness. That killed me. That was, like, Dude, traffic would be a thing of the past. It would never <laughs> exist ever again. I was like, only if you knew. It killed me. All the all the traffic jams I've had on the highway would like to say otherwise. Dude, California is known for having the crappiest roads, especially on the west Uh-oh. coast. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere coming from LA, going to anywhere from LA, so mm-hmm. it's absolutely garbage. The roads suck. <laughs> That's the freeway's the worst. I gotta say, so when he's getting rolled over right before he's revealed to be a tune, that's horrifying. Yeah, that, when you think he's yeah, just a normal say, guy. Like, yeah, that was <laughs> freaky. That that was yeah, one of the really was... dark moments of the movie. There's a lot yeah. of really dark well, moments a... in this film. Yeah. That's what made me ask is like, like, cause like that end part was like almost like a kid thing going on, like kid cartoon. But then had that scene, I was like, oh my god, it's about to get gritty. And it's like, no, he's a tune. He of course he inflates himself again, I mean, takes off his eyes, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he okay. died a pretty gritty well, death, and you got to see his little carcass and stuff, and. It's like yeah, bleeding from his man. eyes and everything. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot of kids' cartoon media of the era that they're celebrating, they could get away with being super dark as long as at, in the end they're like, oh, everyone's okay. Yeah, take a look at uh, Secret of Nim, um, American oh, Tale, about that movie Land too. Before we Time. Oddly, all those are, um, got the name of the dude. Watership Down. Watership Down. <laughs> <laughs> Watershed. That's not even down. a kid's movie. Uh, <laughs> I guess Black Cauldron. I haven't seen Black Cauldron. Um, oh, pla- yeah, I think Black Cauldron's actually a really good example of it. Mm-hmm. Return to Oz. Yeah. That's not a cartoon. Slide there were some dark moments in uh, Snow White. When I, yeah. I used to watch that a ton as a kid. But, mm-hmm. yeah, Roger Rabbit. Classic. IMHO. And... Anyone who's interested in animation should watch it. Or just binge yeah. Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. It's a classic, but it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect, obviously. No, definitely There's not. There's some parts of it that haven't aged too well, but I think it's... I stink it. I think... Not stink. I think it holds, holds up pretty well. I stink think it holds really well, too. So, I guess that should... Uh, so, next time, I... Th- our, well, our next right, movie segment. Actually, we have to give it a stash... The stash or trash rating, too. So... What, who framed Roger Rabbit? Stash or trash? Starting off with cream? I feel like this is a really reductive scale. You can't boil down an opinion Just to stash or answer <laughs> the question. <laughs> so it's a high stash, low stash, high you trash, low trash. You can say whatever you want. That's, you can say that. It's up to you. Yeah. I'm gonna, You're I'm the gonna one say, decides. <laughs> I'm going to say it's, it's, uh, it's a mid to low stash. So, okay. Weak to mid stash. Okay. Onion? I think it's a high stash. I really like it. Yeah. Um, I, probably it's my bias because I love these cartoons and, I'm an, and I uh, <laughs> do animations, but yeah, high stash. 
And uh, I would, I, I think, uh, dang, it's actually kind of hard because I want to agree with both of you, but I can't say, I can't say, <laughs> I'll just say, all stash. No. Um, I have to say, I like, I love the beginning of the movie and like the noir, like kind of like Troco's doing with like the homage to the slapstick cartoon era and the ending, like near the ending and stuff like that. Obviously, it's very cliche, very formulaic, like you, like uh, Onion said. Um, but it still did have its good moments. I have to say, yeah, it was a, I think it was, uh, I want to say high stash. I'll say mid, mid to low stash, same with Cream. Because uh, mm. really, like, that ending part, just for me, kind of really threw me out. Threw yeah. me out of it. And also, Jessica Rabbit. Like, I remember as a kid looking at her, not feeling any feelings. And now I look at her, I don't feel any feelings. Because she's so overly sexualized to the point. It's just like, all right, whatever. Like, it's not even, like, human. It's like, okay, that's it's just comical. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Which the point. The... Maybe that's the point. There are a lot of because the whole message of the movie is that cartoons are supposed to make people laugh. Yeah, there are a lot Big of people brain. who are really attracted to Jessica Rabbit. That was actually, I think, wasn't that the moral? Yeah, that was the, the like, that was the moral at the end of the day. Yeah, you should la- yeah. you should laugh now and then. Laughing's great. Probably. Laughing's awesome. Love laughing. Don't laugh too much, then you will have some. That, then you'll die. In the future, that was yeah, also the moral of the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I just die right now. <laughs> if you you laugh too much, you will you will straight up pass away. You will become a ghost, and you will fly up through the ceiling of the factory. But anyway, yeah. so on our next uh, movie segment, whenever that is, that'll be Back to the Future. Yes, essential, and another yeah. Robert Zemeckis film, um, mm-hmm. directed by the same guy, and starring some of the same people, really? released in the same decade. Wow, what a prolific dude in that the eighties. Yep, <laughs> some may call this a Zemeckis-a-thon. Yeah. Oh, guys, fun fact. Um, NWA, the group, uh, Brothers. was Attitude. Um, they were, they came out. They made their group in eight, 1988. Awesome. Hmm. So we before we move end off this movie segment, I actually want to talk about a couple of really cool YouTube videos. Okay. So I will. I watch a lot of YouTube, but most of the time it's just to keep up on like tech news and whatnot. Sometimes I'll I'll keep up with some other stuff, a few let's plays now and then, some uh, like John Tron esque sort of review videos. I love those heavily mm. scripted comedy things, but there are two really the cool, more uh, cinematic, I guess I could say, type videos that I wanted to share for this movie segment. So there's. The Spongebob anime episode one. I'm sure everyone's seen it already. Or as it's literally called in the title. Spongebob. <laughs> yes. Spongebob. Uh, it's got a literally full, full anime episode. They know the tropes of anime so well. They know the, the tropes of Spongebob very well. The full animated, full anime opening, making fun of like the fan dub titles where they have two translations and the it follows along with the song. The full <laughs> Japanese dub for the entire episode. They're gonna do an English dub at some point later. They had to go through and a lot of trouble with purposely the bad weird YouTube the, the, the anime trope as well. <laughs> this is really good. <laughs> they had to go through a lot of trouble with the weird YouTube copyright system, but it's up. It's good. They have some really cool merch i recommend checking it out it's a really it's a really fun time it's really funny 
Um, there's also I'm a little bit late on this, but Team Fabulous Two reanimated. Uh, Rip Kitty 706, rest in peace. He was one of the best. The original Team Fabulous Two is an amazing classic. You should watch it if you haven't already. But it was done to spread awareness and raise money for leukemia research, which is uh, what took Kitty 706 away from us too early. There's a uh, hundred different animators uh, over the course of seven months. It was done in 2D so that it's not... Because they don't want to upstage the original. They want to show that it's a tribute yeah. uh, and that they just really love it. Except there's the, the one piece in the middle of the original that was in 2D. That's in 3D now. So I basically did a, a swap. But yeah, it's really cool. Oh. Everyone should check it out. Team Fabulous 2 is a classic... There's a there is a charity link I believe uh, on the Team Fabulous Two reanimated video. So if you want to help raise money for leukemia, Gosh. it's leukemia research. It's a it's a good cause. Yes, please, guys, go definitely go check that out. And also Team Fabulous Two, like you said, the OG Team Fabulous First, is a classic. Yeah, absolutely. You can do it in each, either order, but please do both. Check out both. <laughs> yeah, they're both great. Both great. Plus the sponge by Emmy. That's the third thing. That's that's the last thing you should worry about. Mm-hmm. Pretty great, but team is more important. All right. Um, All right. So I yeah. guess it's time to uh uh actually do you, do you know what time it is? What time is it? It's game time. Amazing. Let's talk about a couple games. We don't actually have oh! much that much this week. I only had a couple things that I played. I think we should go over the, the new Doom DLC real quick before I get into the one thing I'm going to go over. All right. Okay. So this is my wheelhouse because oh, I'm, yeah. the, I'm, the, I'm the Doom fanboy. I thought you were going to say the, the Doom guy for a second. Man. I was going to be like, what? This whole time? <laughs> No. Yeah. The Doom uh, guy himself I'm, I'm is nowhere on our near as awesome as the Doom guy. But um <laughs> so sure Doom Eternal, if you guys haven't played it yet, I can see why it's still really expensive, but it's really good. <laughs> um once it goes on sale, definitely go try it out. Or I don't know, maybe just hate Bethesda and you decide not to not to buy it because uh Bethesda, yuck. But <laughs> your pick for and, uh I mean uh more power to you. But Doom Eternal, friggin' awesome. Game of the year, in my opinion. I haven't played, yeah, Last, of, <laughs> haven't played Last of Us 2 yet. Or Ghost of Tsushima, so I don't know. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 are better. Gosh, I, I just want to see it. I'm sorry to interrupt. I don't know. Maybe Halo Infinite like is going to be better. I don't know. But no, we'll see. Doom Eternal, <laughs> oh, love that game. So then they said there was going to be year. DLC, and mm-hmm. I got excited. I did not buy the season pass because I don't buy season passes. And then they revealed a teaser trailer. For the actual trailer, which is going to be coming out on the 27th. And I am just salivating ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> because once you hear that uh, the Doom Marine is actually going to be working with literally God to go and uh, destroy the evil forces and everything, my uh, the little Christian boy inside of me just leapt for joy. <laughs> and two of your favorite people working together. Yay! As time is and with an awesome metal soundtrack, most likely not going to be made by Gordon 
most likely not going to be made by Mick Gordon because he uh, Bethesda oh. cut ties with him because he acted very unprofessionally during one moment, which I will not get into. But otherwise, it's sad for both parties. And yeah. uh, I'm just I wondering who they're going. Yeah, I wonder who's going to compose the music because everyone's pulling for uh, my boy, Andrew Holschold, who did a bunch mm. of uh, remixes of Doom soundtrack for the original Doom soundtrack. He made an album called mm-hmm. uh, IDKFA. And it's just the original soundtrack, but covers and made with awesome production. And he also did music for uh, Dusk, which is a great retro FPS for people who like retro FPS games. Definitely try it out. The soundtrack's great, too. has like a very doomy drone metal um, aesthetic to it. And it gets like industrial at points. It's so good. It's such a great soundtrack. And everyone's pulling for this guy. And I hope it's him. If it's not him doing the music. Then my request is uh, Misha Mansour of Maryland's very own Bethesda, Maryland's very own Periphery. They're a uh, they're a jet uh, metal band and they prog metal band and they make great music. And Misha is a great guitarist and great producer. And so yeah, I- I'm I'm honestly more excited for the music than I am the game <laughs> because <laughs> again, the music nerd metalhead side of me loves the doom soundtrack and i love the gameplay of these new doom games so yeah i'm hyped i'm hyped i haven't even seen it and hype is something you really shouldn't indulge in but i don't care it's doom i have confidence (laughs) okay i'm sure it's gonna be awesome whatever they end up doing yeah oh yeah um so that's that's the end of my gushing (laughs) at least it wasn't kingdom hearts because if it was Kingdom Hearts, I would have been gushing even more. But, uh, all right. Um, all right, I'll go Cream over has two the... games to talk about. Yeah, I have, uh, well, I have one game to talk about. So I played the, the demo for Ultra Kill. It's this retro oh. Doom Quake style, more, uh, I guess it's, it's influenced by the aesthetics of Doom, but more, uh, but it's got that retro 3D look of the original Quake. They even have options for like how the all the the numbers and vertices were were kind of weird in the original Quake. So you can like turn that up to ridiculous levels and like texture warping and stuff. They have some very nostalgic uh, options for those sort of people. It's a, it's really cool. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I found the demo on itch.io, but you can find it on Steam. I'd recommend playing it if you like those sort of games. Oh, Funny enough, the uh yeah itch.io it sounds right up your alley onion yeah like that sounds like ultra kill sounds like your game dude ultra kill it's it's pretty awesome they have all the weapons i think all the weapons are satisfying but funny enough probably my favorite weapon to use is the starter pistol because it's got this awesome charge shot and if you can just keep keep your uh reticle on the enemy and you keep shooting and whenever that charge shot is ready You've got it. You can do some serious damage. And I, I really love it. You also hit him. That's a lot of damage. It's only cool. a few levels, and you can only play on the normal difficulty levels. Uh, but I, I recommend giving it a shot. It's a free demo right now, as of, rec- as of this recording anyway. I look forward to whenever it gets released. Uh, but I also did want to talk about really quick. I was recently introduced to InterXL by Kovac. It's basically the mouse acceleration used by Quake Live, 
And if you ever see anyone in like competitive FPS using a mouse Excel, it's probably this one. It's it's really nice. It has a lot of customization, and I started using it recently. Wanted to give it a shout out, although plenty of people probably already know about it. Well, shout out to Kovac. I didn't know about it. I, so I do recommend go. it. He's also got a cool little FPS aim trainer game on Steam if you want to check that out. Because he's he's making the whole InterXL thing for free. It's like a I don't think I don't know if it's ne necessarily open source, but uh, you can find it on GitHub. So with cool. that, let's move on to some music. Music, fun times music. I have a um, few things I want to talk about. Does anybody have anything they want to talk about first? Do you not have a transition for music? I don't have a transition for music. I was trying to make one uh, this week, but... Okay, there you go. There's your music transition. Let's music. talk about music. <laughs> You're listening to Sour Cream and Onion. You're listening to the music segment to be more specific. There you go. <laughs> so I listened to a few uh, different bands. Uh, I'm not going to be doing the whole, I listened to their whole catalog thing that I did for several bands last week. But I did listen to... Uh, I was originally going to, I was trying to go out of my comfort zone. So I'm like, so for this, this, uh, this episode of foreign music that I am not familiar with, I was looking into African music, although I ended up getting a little sidetracked. So I might do more of that next week. But there was one, one really cool band that I found. Their name is French and I can't pronounce it, but it basically trans translates to the Amazons of Africa. If you you can find them on Spotify if you just search Les Amazones, however you Les Amazones Les Amazon, however you say it in French. I don't speak a lick of French. I don't know anything about French, but they're they're from it's Mali. It's a super group of like twelve-ish people. They're it's an all women group. They're fighting against like gender inequality and violence against women in their country. There awesome. is, oh. it, yeah, it's really cool. the The whole message of their albums is about power, um, stand up for for women. Their very first song they released is "I Play the Cora," which is about rising up and fighting against injustice. By uh, and their their example of rebellion is playing the cora, which is a traditionally male instrument in their culture. Uh, their name is based on the. Dahomey Amazons, uh, which is basically, it was an all-female military regiment of the King of Dahomey. I don't know if I'm pronouncing oh. that right, but that's, that's how I read it as an American English speaker. They were, they were called Amazons by Western Europeans based on the similarity to the mythical Amazons, like Wonder Woman Amazons. So that's, that's where they get their name. They got two... Two really cool albums that I, I listened to both of them. Groovy African funk blues and rock influence. A lot of cool. There's even like occasionally there's some cool like dubstep style basses in there. Uh, it's a little bit experimental, which I really like. I, I've been listening to it during my workouts. Really cool. I think you should check them out. 
Awesome. Next up, I've got, I ended up getting <laughs> sidetracked uh, by, by Japan, of course. If there's any, if there's any foreign oh. music that would sidetrack me from other foreign music, it would be Japan. So I listened to this <laughs> band called Sekai no Owari. And funny enough, the way I found them was because I've been doing a lot of research on Vocaloid and Virtual Singer type uh, virtual instruments. They're they're a Japanese band. Their main singer has a Vocaloid version of his voice, which I think is really cool. So a lot of people can make songs with with uh, the voice of this band that they might know and love. I listened to their Umbrella slash Dropout single. That's their newest single right now. And their Lip album. They've got like a cool mix of J-pop, electro-pop, indie-pop, rock, jazz, swing, classical, like folk, traditional, I think maybe Irish style music. I'm not 100% sure, but it's like that area of Europe, that sort of traditional music. They have some, some of that influence in there. They're, I got a little bit excited when I saw experimental listed as one of the genres on their Wikipedia page, but they're, they're less experimental in necessarily song construction or something like that, but more in like album organization. So like in the album I listened to, you have like this 2014 Owl City style pop song in between classical folk influenced songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, it's a really jarring change, but I actually kind of like it. And huh. when, I, when I was uh, writing down the, the note about how one of their songs reminded me of a 2014 Owl City style pop song, uh, it turns out they actually did a collab with Owl City in 2014. The song's called <laughs> Tokyo. I thought that was really funny. But they, they have some really cool that? varied musical styles in their albums. I think they're a really cool band to check out. Yeah. Uh, I ended up listening to one of their uh, influences that they they mentioned that I've heard a little bit of before. Bump of Chicken. They're they're Bump the <laughs> they're also really cool. They're they're more just an alternative rock band. They're not quite as diverse, but uh, they're also a Japanese band. They've got some really cool stuff. I listened to uh, their Butterflies album. I think that's from that's their 2016 album. I really love their their upbeat stuff. That's a, most of the time a jam. They also have slower, more poppy stuff. I like it, but I don't I don't vibe with it as much as their upbeat stuff. So the the upbeat songs are probably what I'm going to go back and visit more often. Uh, they have one song called "Hello World," which is a jam. I love that song. I think it was probably an intro for anime at one point that I have not seen and I don't plan to see, but. That song is Wait, awesome. What, what also, song the, the singer has an iconic voice, and he deserves a Vocaloid, too. But I don't know if he's ever going to do yeah. that. Wait, so what song again? I'm sorry. Hello World. The one you thought... You know, like... What, By Bump a Chicken? Every Coder's first program. Hello World. Except it's Hello, comma, World! Exclamation point. In case you wanted the punctuation. Okay. All right, gotcha. I'll stick up Good Morning World does by a different band. That's the opening hmm. to um Doctor Stone. But that's that's hmm. not all right. A little off topic. Oh, you continue. That's all right. Um 
The last artist I listened to was, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but Bachi Bunyan. Uh, they did British folk music around the 1960s, 70s. They had a... Also the older. Yeah. They have a... Their most famous album is from 1970, Just Another Diamond Day. They... Like I said, they do British folk. They took up guitar while in the school for London of Fine Art and Drawing. And they got expelled for spending too much time writing songs and playing the guitar instead of painting, <laughs> which I find really funny. And then she took a trip That's to New York. She loved the free spirit of like Bob Dylan's music around that era. She went back home to London, wrote a bunch of songs but never really had any big success but she got rediscovered in like the early 2000s and ended up making two more albums in like 2005 and 2014 i haven't listened to those yet but her stuff from the she also has a collection of like singles she did in the late 60s she has a very calming quiet whispery quality to her singing which is very nice it's like the if there's if there's a way to asmr sing she she's she's doing it. Yeah, it's they called it an angelic voice. <laughs> yeah, it's very quiet and whispery. <laughs> Folk isn't really my style. <laughs> I wasn't into every song, but there were some songs that I really really liked that really vibed with me. Uh, there was like "I'd Like to Walk Around in Your Mind." That was the first one that I listened to. It's a good song, very calming atmosphere. That's. A, that was the first one that immediately struck struck me with the ASMR quality of the singing. There's Diamond Days that had to grow on me after a few listens, but it's a it's a catchy little folk tune. There's Glowworms, which I'd say doesn't necessarily click with me a whole lot, but really interests me as a composer because it's got simple but interesting. Uh, I guess suspended is the best. Best word I have right now for it. Quality to it. There's uh, some things just stick in your mind. That's got some big band jazz influence. It's a little bit different than some of our other songs. And there's also Train Song, which is just a good song. Go listen to it. Oh, yeah. All right. I definitely get to that. Oh, when you said Diamond Days, oh, that just reminded me a lot of Gorillaz. Sorry. I was listening. Yeah. It just really got stuck in my head. <laughs> That's how my brain works. Dude, oh my goodness. I actually gave another listen to Demon Days by Gorillaz. Awesome. And uh, also awesome. listen back to back from Demon Days to uh, Plastic Beach. I have to say, I actually kind of think Demon Days as an album together a little better. I think Plastic Strangely Beach enough. is my favorite Gorillaz. I know. I love Plastic Beach too. I love Stylo. I love Melancholy Hill and Redstone Eyes. Mm. But like Demon Days with Dare, you can never, never beat Feel Good Inc. And that, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a hard and, one. And uh, Dirty Harry too. It's, it's like Demon Days has had a lot more going for it. Elmana, I love Elmana. Elmanana. Elmanana. Whatever. <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> Elmanana. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It's just, uh, uh, like, I do you good. Um, it's uh, yeah. I really love that song. It gets stuck in my head every time I mention it. I'm just like. But I can't sing. And obviously you heard it. Um dude. I, I Demon Days is in my opinion is better. And also um Gorillas has recently been coming out with these uh, song machines. Oh like, the song like, machine. Song song 
You've been listening to it too? Yeah, I am. Let's go. Yeah. What's your favorite one? My favorite one is <laughs> Aries. Really? Yeah. Aries. Mostly because I'm Aries. a fan of New Order and the the dude who played the main melody on bass guitar. That's uh, Peter Hook of New Order. They're a uh, they're like an '80s electronic post punk band. So then the main melody, dun, 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 that's a, that's a bass guitar being played by him. And that meant, oh, that's so new order. Ugh. I gotta say my favorite, my favorite song machine is definitely, uh, Desolé. Me, yeah, that's, Desolé, the singer is actually really reminds me of the, the band I brought up earlier, the, the Amazons of Africa. I, I forgot her name. Yeah, I don't Dang. remember, but I. It may not be exactly the same culture, but they have like a similar singing style. It's that it's that African French sort of thing. That's reggae. It's really cool. <laughs> she, I really love she that song. Reggae. Yeah, like it. I, that song was my favorite. Um, but Aries was really good. Listening to Aries, like I love that. Like um. That like baseline, like uh, Onion said, like doom, 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 and like this, obviously, all the synth because Grills is all about synth. Yeah, all the synth. It's, like every every one of the song machines has been really good. Um, I'm I think the weakest song it. machine. Oh, mm-hmm. were you waiting for what? I'm just waiting for Song Machine to be released as a full album. Oh, dude. if it's oh, like, I'm day. wondering, is it just going to be called Song Machine or is it going to be called Gorillas 2020? That year for <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm Gorillas. curious. Backstreet Boys reunion tour album. But we'll see. Yeah, Song Machine's great. Slash Gorillas. It is great. <laughs> oh my goodness. What Gorillas did like an album where it took samples from the Backstreet Boys and this is to all their albums is Backstreet. <laughs> <laughs> Gorillas is back. I think for the next music segment we need to actually listen to a Backstreet Boys album. Not a single Probably. An album. Like the whole thing. Oh snap. Mm. I still didn't listen to freaking America. I mean, it probably wouldn't be a good listen, but I still need to do it's it. A, I, I don't recommend wasting your time. <laughs> listen to something quality like the Backstreet Boys. Cream thought it was boring. Or I thought it was insufferable. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> insufferable. Just absolute garbage. Yeah. I remember we were doing the review. He's like, I couldn't finish the album. <laughs> I'm going to give couldn't it a strong one. Strong one. <laughs> yeah. Stash or trash? <laughs> Strong. <laughs> Strong trash. Uh, yeah. Would you wait? Would it be high trash or low trash? Low. But then that also means trash. that, like you say, low trash. Be, you could be like, oh, it's low trash. Maybe like it could even be low stash. So if they say such, high trash, it's low, 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 low trash. Oh, the lowest okay. trash. Okay, I, I can it. get. It. It's not the worst album I've ever heard. I don't think I've listened to the worst album I've ever heard yet. But, um, mm. yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. <laughs> I don't mm. like it. Got you. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I have to listen to Nostalgia mm. Critics' The Wall. And apparently that's the worst <laughs> album of all time. And mm. I'm going to... I don't want to listen to it because I like the Nostalgia Critics, so <laughs> I don't want to ruin it. I wasted it. my time. It actually ruined my, like, yeah, don't listen to it. It made me not like Nostalgia Critic anymore. 
And I mean, actually... the whole scandal that went down at Channel Awesome, that made me not like the Nostalgia Critic anymore. I don't want him to... I don't want to to damn the Nostalgia Critic yet. Not until, <laughs> I don't know, he does something absolutely horrendous. But it's then you an listen al- to that album. It's an album. <laughs> it's an album. It's not harming anyone. It's an album. Pink Floyd is the best band in the world. Why would... I, I don't understand album? why people got so <laughs> riled up just... about it. It's he just made a, a bad not album. funny parody of it. But the, like, is uh, everybody gonna start canceling Weird Al if he makes a dud parody? I have a feeling we yes, actually I need would. to listen to Nostalgia no, Critics no. The Wall. I don't want to. I'd listen right, to we'll it. it I, I don't care. It's it's this okay. Well, here's the thing. I not only am I, I a huge fan of the Nostalgia Critic. Well, I was. A huge fan of the Nostalgia Critic. I'm an even even bigger fan of The Wall. That's my favorite album of all time. Hearing someone <laughs> dunk on your favorite album of all time, that could be torturous for me. Hmm. I think <laughs> my thing is, uh, I thought The Wall was just okay. That You've w- listened that, to the album. That's why I did Trump not care at all, thing. and I did not You've listened understand. to the album. I don't know if I listened the to the full thing in one sitting. You need to, but I've heard okay. most of it. I'm gonna sound like a absolute uh hipster guy here pink floyd isn't that, that hipster you need to listen to the wall the whole way through with the lyric sheet and you need to read it <laughs> and and every and yeah it's that's the way you listen to the wall it's the best album wait had, but you said you didn't want to did, <laughs> I'm talking about nostalgia, nostalgia critics. Of the wall. I have a feeling if I listen to that, I'm probably going to hate the nostalgia critic forever, and I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to hate things. We live in a society of hate already. I don't want to hate more things. <laughs> no, we just have to go with the times, dude. Uh, <laughs> I'm good with. We don't have a choice. I'm good with loving things that make mistakes. Yep. Oh, dude. Same here. High five. Nostalgia nice. Critic um, has some great, great hits. A lot of his old stuff, I don't necessarily know about his newer stuff because my YouTube viewing habits have changed. Like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm much I'm more, more like putting the news on in the background while I, I like I'm putting on the gaming and tech news on in the background while I play a game or work on something. If I'm watching YouTube, mm. I'm watching Scott the Waz, Some Call Me Johnny, The Needle Drop. Heck yeah, Rock Some Critic, Call Me Johnny. Needle Drop. Rock critic. Radical soda is also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, a catacarus here and there. I don't know. His style of comedy can be be a little too much for me. Um, Hit or miss. And Linus Tech Tips, maybe. Linus, Linus Tech, Tech Tips, Tips is pretty good. Yeah, or the I respect it. Mm-hmm. I like Linus Tech Tips a lot. Or um, yeah, I think that's what I. Oh, and Little Red Guitars. Yeah. Oh. Welcome to Sour Cream and Onion. Rep- recommend YouTubers. Yep. Shout outs to all those YouTube channels. Also, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Narmak. Narmak. He made the SpongeBob. Uh, he animated the um, SpongeBob anime. Yeah. So definitely check him out. Yeah, definitely check him and, out. And uh, a bunch of collaborators who did the um, re- Team Five is remastered. Plus Kitty O Seven O Six. Give him subscribe too. Just. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. We'll figure out what Backstreet Boys album we're going to listen to by the time we do next episode. And we got to <laughs> give these albums like critical examinations. Not We're not dunking on the Backstreet Boys because Backstreet Boys is the cool thing to hate, especially on this podcast. 
<laughs> Backstreet Boys are awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. I love yeah. the Backstreet Boys. Dude, I love the Beach Boys. Dude, we do, so we do make a, uh, a joke out of the Backstreet Boys reunion tour because that was a joke the, the Game Grumps made when YouTube was censoring everyone hey, hey, from hey. saying COVID. Yeah, no, that's the good I joke. I didn't know that made. joke. We take mm. the credit for the only <laughs> That game might grump. be why you were confused. <laughs> the only Game Grump I. or <laughs> former Game, game grump. grump I. I, I keep up to date with is Ross because his Twitch hmm. streams are great. Oh, but anyway, let's, let's get to our poetry segment. And as the sonorous bells ring out an ethereal chime, lie supine and encounter a divine, mellifluous poetry time. Yes, give me those beautiful poetry bongos. <laughs> I love I love your trumpet line. Maybe next podcast we're gonna have to do some jazz improv with mouth oh, instruments. Snap. Just like come in. Like... <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are we doing poetry this time? So apparently so, we're doing ad libs. This, this, uh, this episode, we're going to be doing both ad-libs and mad-libs. The intention was to do ad-lib poetry last time, but we did not get around to it because that was such a long episode. This time, we're not quite as bad on time. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start off with a little bit of ad-lib poetry. So we're going to start off with an improv haiku. So I need, okay. we need a noun to put in line one an adverb to put in line two, and an adjective to put in line three, and then everyone will make a haiku using those. Noun. Okay, I'll pick a noun. Uh, I'll pick a, an <laughs> adverb. Wait, hold on, hold on. I just missed what you said. <laughs> All right, so... Your voice sound not listening. Onion's picking a noun. I'm picking an adverb. You pick an adjective. And then you have Ooh. to use all three of those in the haiku. The noun in line one, the adverb in line two, and the adjective in line three. I'll choose wolf for noun. Alright. I'll choose sticky for adjective. I'm choosing swimmingly for the adverb. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we got wolf, swimmingly, and sticky. Okay, yep. let me write these down. And I guess we'll do the Pause podcast board. equivalent of a fade to black as we all uh, quick, very quickly trying to scratch out a haiku with these words. Alright, so I'll start. Mine is, The wolf was angry. The day had gone swimmingly. Pause in sticky grass. Bravo. Okay. Next. Now me. <laughs> The wolf walks away, moving through snow swimmingly, steps on sticky gum. Oh no. <laughs> Such a majestic image ruined by, uh, ruined by pollution. A majestic image indeed. That poor wolf. I feel like this wolf uh, is just going to get tortured in every single one of these haikus. Alright, I got my haiku done. It's grade a underachieving um, all right all right let's, haiku. let's hear this was, haiku yeah i also you guys can see it um there was a young wolf 
stepped on something sticky. A swimmingly day. I clap for myself. Oh, so you guys <laughs> Sorry, snaps. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you switch the lines that swimmingly and sticky are supposed to be on. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it stepped on something swimmingly. A sticky day. Wait, stepped on something sticky. No, no, that's stop six doing syllables. The math. I know it doesn't. Yeah, I know sticky. It doesn't stepped on something swimmingly. <laughs> stepped on something swimmingly. <laughs> it's a bunch of e's, a stupidly long amount of e's on the end. Sticky. Sticky. Here you go. There is a young wolf stepped on something swimmingly. A bad sticky day. Thank you. You're my hero. My hero. <laughs> Wait, is this swimmingly swimmingly? <laughs> it's like three syllables. Yes. Whatever. Step on something swimmingly. That's seven. That's all right. Cool. So next we'll do some. We'll do a free verse improv, free verse poetry improv. Okay. So free verse is basically there's no restrictions. You just say it with a rhythm and that makes it sound like a poem. That's my best tips for improving free verse. I thought free verse so was more gonna... like a stream of conscious type thing. So we just uh, write a free verse, or we have free to verse. Get a you topic? just you just improvise it. Oh, okay. Free verse is basically poetry with no restrictions. All right. That's why it's called free verse. So we're gonna choose a theme, and then we're gonna improvise based on that. Okay. All right. I've got a. I've got a list of common themes. I'm just going to roll roll a dice. Roll for poetry. 15. Let's see. 13, 14, 15. Desire to escape. Oh my goodness. That's a That's dark. That's deep. That's deep. Yo, that's that's going to be a hard one to make overly funny. Funny. Okay. <laughs> Well, you can well, make it we really can improvise something. We funny. can improvise something. Mm -hmm. We can improvise something. <laughs> something out of that. You still, you still, and also we have to use the wolf swimmingly and. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I have something. Again, right. this is going to be mostly winging it, but I don't care. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, that's the point oh. of ad lib poetry. Yeah, there's a room full of doors. I pull on each one. And only one worked. I got outside. It was a beautiful, sunny day. I then realized it's still life. How pitiful. Very deep. That's very deep, very dark, very angsty. There you go. Perfect there for is. a Linkin Park album. <laughs> Trapped. Doors everywhere. But no way out. No keys. I can't believe I can't get out of my own car. Why is it? Why is there so much <laughs> reverb on that clap? I don't know. Yo, my claps are um, boombastic. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, but also you got you got a free verse for um, desire to escape. Oh yeah, desire to escape. It's not a phase, mom. This room traps me. 
All I can feel is his tight combines. Com- English. <laughs> is that part of the poem? I must get out of here. <laughs> yes. I guess that's I also okay. have dyslexia. Does he want to escape? Yeah. What, what did you just say about his room? Come on, Okay, dude. there you go. <laughs> I walk up that, the stairs. I walk up the stairs <laughs> to a bright lit flower field, blue skies. The sun is here. I feel trapped. I walk down the stairs across <laughs> the street into another grimy, base- grimy basement with PCs all around, free at last. <laughs> Thanks for listening to my no, zero punctuation inspired <laughs> poetry. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's end off with some really with some real fun poetry here i've got three mad lib poems prepared mm, so we've got oh my goodness, a dude. limerick a haiku and a free verse we're gonna start let's start with the limerick okay so i'm going to need a noun box um wolf <laughs> Wolf. What are the two options? Thank you, Onion. <laughs> wolf and Wolf. Wolf. <laughs> Both Wolf. Onion. I don't think you said Wolf. Did you say Box? I said Box. Wolf. I'm okay. gonna go with Box because we've already used Wolf. Sorry, guys. I need a name. This is a name that you're gonna have to rhyme with a couple of things later. So, Jackson. Choose, choose carefully. Bobby. Bobby. Wow. I didn't hear what you said. Did you did you make a suggestion? That it's Jackson. You can Jackson. rhyme a lot of things with Bobby. <laughs> and Jackson. Jackson. You know, wait. You I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take ones from both of you and then Okay, then do Jackson. So Jackson. we'll we'll end up with two no, separate no, 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 poems. No. So we've got Box Box and Bobby for just Onion. Do, just do Bobby. And we've got Wolf and Jackson for uh Sour. I need a verb ending in ED. Step. Pressed. Ooh, like that. <laughs> I need a noun that rhymes with the name you came up with. Puppy. Fashion. Fashion. Jackson, Ooh. Fashion. Ooh. Very fancy. I need another verb ending in ed. Blessed. Ooh. How angelic of you. Um. Well, I'm just gonna go with the normal one and say, uh, crap. What, what's the past? Run. That's ran. Swimmed. Swimmed. That swam. That swam. It's the swam. 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 I can work with that one. Yeah. All right. So I need one more noun that rhymes with the name you came up with. Passion. Guppy. Oh, guppy. (laughs) Bobby the bubble guppy. (laughs) All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Uh, Let's see how this limerick turns out. I'm going to start with onions, because that's the one I wrote first. There once was a box named Bobby. They pressed quite a lot and smoked puppy. But one day they said (laughs) it all went to their head, and they suddenly blessed off to the guppy. All right. Nice, dude. (laughs) You made a great sentence there, dude. Great paragraph, I meant. All right, now for Sour's limerick. There once was a wolf named Jackson. They stepped quite a lot and smoked fashion. But one day they said it all went to their head. 
and suddenly they swam off to the passion. Whoa, that got deep at the end. <laughs> like they watched Passion of the Damn, Christ Jackson. as they were swimming? <laughs> I think that'll be our Easter special. <laughs> Jackson! Well, we'll all have to, if we watch Passion, we'll all have to become furries named Jackson. Yep. We're gonna get that's gonna suits. have to. We're gonna get in. That's suits. gonna be our callback. We're getting first suits, right. and we'll get our Stankonia shirts on, <laughs> our Outcast shirts on, Stankanova, and we'll watch oh, yeah. Passion of the Christ in a pool. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, like, so our next one is a haiku. For okay. All of these words on. are gonna need to be one syllable, just okay. to make it work as a haiku. Right. So first thing I need is a one plural syllable. noun. Bags. Many. No, it's just two. Never mind. Rags. Rags. <laughs> you went with bags, I'm going with rags. <laughs> I guess they, they rhyme. Yeah. One bag rags. I need a, 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 a one-syllable adjective. Cool. Warm. I need a verb, a verb ending in ing. The verb needs to be one syllable, but obviously the ing is going to add another syllable. Running. Walking. I was going to say pooping. But... Walking? <laughs> How interesting. Oh, snap. <laughs> you did warm for my cool, so. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no. You're no. You're no. And you're out. And you're out. And you're out. And you're down. You. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to need another verb. Shh. I don't want to say that. <laughs> another verb. Okay. Crap. <laughs> crap i mean all right what's the opposite of rap <laughs> i don't know what the opposite of crap is oh crap the opposite okay. of rap is folk <laughs> yeah the opposite of rap is folk p p oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right uh noun one syllable noun key lock how interesting we're having a a, a yin yang, <laughs> a, a duality of haikus here. So nice? we'll start with onions. Bags travel down leaves, cool branches, <laughs> snow slowly walking. They pee in key fields. <laughs> <laughs> what an what a twist! What a haiku! That's awesome! I love it. <laughs> All right, we'll go with we'll go to sours next. Rags travel down leaves, warm branches, snow slowly running. They crap in lock fields. <laughs> this is some amazing poetry right here. This is like the high quality stuff that we're going to we're going to make a, a whole poetry book out of this. Like, I don't think anyone's going to compete. On Ralph Waldo Emerson has nothing on this. Shel Silverstein, out of the way. Edgar Allan Poe, bow to your masters. <laughs> uh, Dr. Seuss, more like Dr. Pooh. <laughs> in Lockfields. Oh, in Lockfields. We're on it tonight, boys. <laughs> oh my God. All right, the last one. Uh, we're going to have to be... Poop in Lockfields. We have a lot more things to... 
to a lot more words to get to this time since it's a free verse. So we're going to we'll need one person to come up with ones really quickly, but to make it a fun challenge, the other person has to come Ralph. up with something Ralph. that rhymes. Ooh, all right. Oh. All right, last one. I need an item of furniture. <gasps> oh my goodness. A bed. Bed. I need Don't something. Bed, I need an item of furniture that rhymes with bed. A shed? Is that really an item of furniture? I mean. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I won't do that. I won't do that. If you search different type of chairs, you find one that bed rhymes with a bed. Of... Well, should I said king size mattress? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna say chair or something? Just what rhymes with chair? Too many things around the chair. I mean, stairs close. Stair it's would be not, close enough if you had a chair. Yeah, that's true. But it's not. It's not really furniture. It's legit. Bed. The stairs. <laughs> bed. <laughs> um, the transition. The hallway. Flower bed. It's the same word. <laughs> I love it. You know, when I come home after a long stressful day. You know what? It's good enough. Bed. Let's it's go good ahead enough. and Thank read. Thank you for giving me a mulligan. Let's go ahead and read our beautiful poetry. We'll start off <laughs> with Sours. When sticky 1995 morning, a bright smell. Is someone pooping? Roasting alpaca? <laughs> I, qu I quickly sleep myself down the computers to the jail cell. I stop. The maroon painted walls, a hot feeling, a stronger smell permeates the air. I turn to my northwest. The neighbors are smoothly kitty screaming on the bed. Thank you for listening to our poetry. Oh my goodness. All right, let's do Onions, uh, a rhyme version of the free verse. One prickly 1885 morning, a slight smell. Is someone snooping, roasting iguana? I quickly sweep myself down the transformers into the wine cell. I stop. <laughs> The green-blue colored walls. A soft feeling. A stronger smell permeates the air. I turn to my southwest. The neighbors are loudly puppy-stalking on the flower bed. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our poetry segment. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to have to do so much editing to cut this this segment down. Mad Libs take a long time, oh but they are fun as heck. Yeah, cut that, that part now that you talk about. I'm, I'm only doing Mad Libs on other special episode numbers. I just realized how limited my vocabulary is. <laughs> We're gonna have to practice vocabulary for the next one, but we've probably made it up by this point. Bye, guys.